Welcome to the Aquarius Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Reed. This episode of the Aquarius Podcast is sponsored by Awaza, the global leader in water gardening technology. Awaza is a relatively new entrant into the indoor aquatic space, and they're doing all us hobbies a favor by stepping into an already competitive market and raising the bar with excellent products that have innovative features. One of the coolest features to the Awaza line of power filters is seamless built-in heater integration. So if you've been looking for a way to step up your aquarium filtration and hide your heater without going the sump route, then I highly recommend you check out Awaza's Biomaster canister filters and BioPlus internal filters. That's Biomaster canister filters and BioPlus internal filters. Learn more by checking out awaza-livingwater.com. That's O-A-S-E-livingwater.com. I will also have this link in the show notes for quick access. Now, on to the interview. Today's date is Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. My guest today is Jimmy Wynn. Jimmy is the photographic and cinematography wizard behind the YouTube channel Swiski and the Instagram account Jimmy Gimble. Not to mention, Jimmy is also my new coworker as I've recently joined the Aquarium Co-op team. So Jimmy, welcome to the Aquarius Podcast. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Co-worker buddy. Yeah, seriously, co-worker buddy. Uh, yeah, you're definitely somebody that I've been trying to... Uh, to get into the hot seat, if you will, on the Aquarius podcast. Um, I've bribed you with ramen and Chinese noodles and all sorts of other goodies. And um, yeah, I finally got you, man. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. You guessed like six months ago. So. <laughs> I know. It's, Here we are. <laughs> yeah, very nice. And uh, and I still do. I've, now I've got an IOU on either the, uh, the Chinese noodles or the ramen. And maybe yeah. we'll just do both in the same day. Please. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. So, all right, enough about our uh, uh, what we want to eat. So, Jimmy, why don't, I mean, you've got a kind of a, an origin story and not even so much in the fish world, but, you know, you've got a, a background that I don't think many people in this country or in this world can necessarily relate to. Um, and I've only heard of bits and pieces of it. Why don't you go ahead and, you know, I mean, we, we know so much of you, at least your, you know, your YouTube presence, your, your Instagram right. and social media presence. But, uh-huh. you know, if you don't mind, like you going back and kind of sharing your childhood or the experiences that you've had. Okay. Um, well, I don't even, where, where do I even begin? I guess with my father being in the army, um, he was in the Vietnam War. Um, he was in the United States Army, fighting against his own country. Um, fast forward a little bit to where he got injured, and uh, he had his leg amputated. So after that, the, the army pretty much told us to go take some asylum. Um, at one of the many refugee camps, so I think he picked the one in Thailand, so he made the big trek. Uh, I'm not sure if it was, you know, a lot of walking or by car or a little bit of both, but I'm pretty sure it's a little bit of both because that's a lot of walking from Vietnam to Thailand. And so in Thailand at the refugee camp, um, he had, him him and my mom had me. Um, So I think we stayed there for about six months. Then we moved to Philippines for about six months. And then, then they finally transferred us um, over to a base in Florida. And um, that's where my life began in the United States. It's about when I was one years old. Wow. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. And I mean, having a, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but having a, a two-year-old right now with a, another child on the way and just knowing, you know, the the comforts that I'm able to provide my family and you exactly. know, the, the environment that we're growing up in or raising our son. Like I, I couldn't imagine having, you know, a, a child in, in a situation like that and how difficult that must have been for your parents. But, um, you know, they're, they're at least so far in the story, there's, you know, there's the light at the end of the tunnel or there's more of a silver lining that, you know, you guys are able to um, right, get, right. get asylum and come to Florida. So sorry for interrupting. Yeah. 
Yeah, no worries, no worries. So yeah, um, not only me, it was like uh, three of my other siblings. So it was all of us that made the oh, trek wow. over. And so uh, we, you know, we lived in Florida for so many years, but we were army brats, so we moved around. I probably lived in about more than twenty homes my entire life. Um, but yeah, uh, Washington is one of the resident states that I've been to, and you know, the last one was Ohio, where actually the whole Swiskey thing began. So. Nice. Um, yeah, just fast forwarding through it all, you know? Yeah, no, no worries. And so, uh, the, the fish keeping aspect, when did you first get an interest in fish keeping? Um, I guess I can say when we lived in Los Angeles, my dad had bought a hundred gallon aquarium where he kept an illegal red arowana, of course. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> us, us Vietnamese people, we sure know how to make connections anywhere and then just, you know, get what we really want. So he kept one in one of those tanks and... I just remember him crawling into that tank and then just scrubbing on the inside out. And he would just be inside that tank the whole time because I think he was like five, six or something, five, five. So I'm five, seven. And I can just imagine myself climbing into that tank, too. And I always wanted an aquarium. So he let me keep um, those newts, those fire belly newts. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's my first aquatic animal. And and that and um, that interest didn't really spark again until I moved to Ohio. So and found what was that yeah, age? Go ahead. how old were you when you lived in los angeles um i lived in los angeles for probably 20 years so but then that age specifically i was probably around nine years old or something oh, okay and and so is it, is it kind of funny that you know your dad back then was going inside the tank to do maintenance and now you're going inside of the 800 gallon in the co-op oh in my the gosh studios. I, I, I have never thought about you haven't that. made that yeah, connection yet <laughs> no i haven't <laughs> It's it's a generational thing, man. Like I yeah. would I would be so happy if I knew that my son had to do something similar like that to me in this oh. hobby. Like that would just be hilarious. And I haven't yeah, now that I think about it, I wanted to really set him the footage of me doing that now. And I was like, remember you when he used to do this in, inside our tank? And yeah. Wow, I'd never made the connection. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> so all right, so then you're you're in Ohio. What age are you in Ohio? Um well, I had went to high school there, and then um, some things happened, and I had to move back to L.A., but once I moved back to Ohio on my own terms, um, I think this was in 2012, 2013, something like that, um, just really bored, and wanted to keep something. I wanted to keep a tank, but didn't know really what, and then I found this little place called, uh, I think, Alpha Pro Breeders, where they kept some of the most beautiful shrimp I've ever seen in my life. So that's what really got me back into the hobby is uh, crystal red shrimp. Oh, very and, cool. Yeah. And so, so from there, you know, all their all the tanks that crystal shrimp are in are pretty nicely aquascaped. So that's when I got into kind of aquascaping. Uh, but that was always on the way, like, the, the side. And the shrimp was always the priority. So now I'm going to make an assumption. So we're talking about Ohio, you're bored. Um, I'm guessing this is probably in the wintertime. I want to say yes. Because <laughs> I, mean, I want to say yes. Because Ohio, that whole uh, that whole region, they're not exactly known for their uh, pleasant uh, winters, correct? No, no, it's the worst, especially if you're in the snow belt. So yeah, I was in the snow belt, and there's always snow and not much to do. The snow belt. So I yeah, I don't think I've heard the term snow belt yet. Um, so yeah, it's a, the lake area effect. So anywhere near the Great Lakes, it gets really bombed on with snow. Oh, I just I I would just thought that that was like a frozen tundra, like north of the wall in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Like you'd have to be a crazy wilding to want to live in that environment, but yeah, it, it's pretty wild. When <laughs> no. when it gets hit, it gets blizzard. No so offense to my snowbelt listeners out there. 
<laughs> so okay, so you start. So you're like, all right, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna get my own tanks, um, crystal crystal shrimp. So you jump into something that you know you guys have. I, I assume it's hard water out there still on that uh, snowboat region. Liquid rock, yes, Li- liquid, liquid rock. rock. So then you're yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna keep something that then needs reverse osmosis and all exactly. that good stuff, right? Okay, exactly. And I mean, any any fun anecdotes from that experience of, you know, jumping into a, you know, kind of a finicky shrimp to keep, right? Like having to do reverse osmosis and, and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah, um, definitely super hard stuff. Um, but, you know, once, like I said, once we really want something, we go for it. So I, you know, never did all the research I could on how to do reverse osmosis and just replacing those membranes was a pain in the butt. And... Yeah, I don't know if you ever had an RO system living in Washington and all. <laughs> no, I don't. I, think so. I, I don't. I mean, I lived in Northern California and we had well water, so we probably <laughs> could have used uh, an RO system. I would assume yeah. that we had some yeah. fairly hard water there. Uh, but no, I never, I never played with, uh, played around with it. But I mean, if you're if you're telling me it's a pain in the butt, I'm going to take you at your word. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. You have to replace those systems every like six months to a year or so, depending on how big the system and how much water you're generating out of those systems, and. And with like, and with liquid liquid rock water, I assume you're you're changing them more frequently than if we had it here in Washington, right? right in Western right. Washington, because yeah, uh, over here the TDS is about thirteen, and over there is three hundred plus. And sometimes um, something's going on with the water. I've seen it at eight hundred oh, wow. TDS before, so yeah, it's really really bad. Wow, and so and that's why there's so many cyclic keepers over there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and so all right, so you've got these crystal red shrimp. I mean, what what kind of tank are you putting them in? Um, I had one, three tens, um, a five and a twenty in the living room. Uh, the three tens, everything was in my my room, and everything and the twenty was in the living room. Usually, how it really goes, like because when I moved out of that house, went to my other house where I started this whiskey channel, I had sixteen tanks in my bedroom and maybe two tanks in the living room. Nice, and I assume no otter water change system, none of that fun drain system. Yeah, and my room was upstairs, so I had to carry buckets up and down, um, bottles of water, stuff like that. Nice, and I'm and I'm guessing those aren't all weren't shrimp tanks, right? No, no, no. I I got started getting to nano fish there. Okay, so I know that you know you and I we just recently did the unboxing, and you said the uh, celestial pearl Daniel was like your favorite fish. My favorite fish, hands down. Yeah. And and so, I mean, what were some of the first nano fishes that you uh, kept? Um. And the first ones I could get my hands on was definitely the MO Dwarfrass Boras because they're in almost every pet shop. And uh, Chili Rasboras, which you've never kept, but I think you should start. <laughs> I, there, there's uh, there may be another nano tank in my future, and I and if uh, if that happens, I think I think I will be getting those Rasboras. Yeah, I I, I recently ordered uh, 15 neon blue Rasboras. Oh, nice. And so. so and, they're for a new tank, and I'm not going to discuss that now. You can <laughs> watch my channel to keep up with that. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll make sure that uh, towards the end of this, you know, we, we, again, reiterate where people can find out more about you, and I'll make sure we've got links to uh, all the good Jimmy Wynn, you know, action that we can uh, that we can find. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem at all. So uh, so the nano fish, right? I mean, what uh, you know, were you experimenting with any other fish, or how, how did you progress to the hobby from that point? Um... How did I progress? I pretty much found a local fish store called Something Fishy. Um, met my buddy there, Dave, and because they had the YouTube channel, I always asked him, like, since he did aquarium maintenance, I was like, can I follow you around, like, all day and see what you do? And so I have, like, two videos of that, just following him around, changing tanks in hospitals, um, old retirement homes, stuff like that. So um, in return, he has a store, and it's a lot of cichlids. And if you see this, 
Steve Poland channel. There's like a tour of his place there. Um, it did really well. And um, so he kept a lot of cichlids. I, I started keeping some cichlids. And then um, he started really getting into com- community fish. So everything that I, you know, started off with, he, he started getting in. So, yeah, pretty much whatever he had, I, I was going to get. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, how, how would you describe your, your fish keeping, um, you know, preferences? At least oh, man, as, as, as they are now. Um, as, as of right now, I mean, I've been getting more and more into aquascaping lately. But I guess I've always loved that aquascape. Um, life and if you look at my most of my tanks they're all there's some kind of plant some kind of rock hardscape um like my glute tank right now it's filled completely it's carpeted there's my rainbow tank it's it's as you, you can say it's pretty aquascaped right until you ripped it up yeah until i ripped it up <laughs> so, i mean it, it looks good now <laughs> so what was it what, what was your decision to, and i mean this is like of all my interviews i feel like this is probably gonna be the one where we just bounce around the most i feel like this is one where i just wanted it to be an organic conversation and not have anything scripted so um i I apologize to the listeners if this is kind of deviating from the usual podcast formula for me uh but what what made you want to rip up that uh that rainbow tank valisonaria in the center man because i thought i i just i love the overgrown like jungle (laughs) look oh man well you know it started off with that whole pathway in the beginning um there's both those sides and then i decided to plant val uh, when i decided to plant that val i was just gonna let it grow in the background but eventually it got overtaken with all the work i have to do um, for Corey. you know like it's hard to just maintain that tank so i just let it overgrow and it started looking pretty good um but i found some new inspiration and a form of a female <laughs> and and she really loves aquascaping so i was like i'm gonna get back to what it used to look like so it looks more escaped and neat so that's when I decided to rip it up. So you did it for a girl? I didn't do it for, I mean, I had, <laughs> I had these plans already, but I never really, you know, never was really motivated to do it. Uh, but I guess I went to see about a girl and that's what happened to that tank. Oh so. man, I wish we had the video on Skype right now because I feel like I'd see you blush. <laughs> I am red as can be right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh, that is awesome. And I mean, you know, honestly, like seeing seeing the tank in person after you, you know, before and after you've done it, it, it still looks amazing. Like the rainbows in there are still gorgeous. And yeah, there's a lot of room to swim around. Yeah, having that having that kind of center divide between the two, you know, islands, if you will, of Valsenaria. I mean, it still looks mm-hmm. like a really really awesome tank. So I'm yeah, I, I can't I can't give you too much of a hard time. And plus, I think you know I, I've said this before, but one of the beauties of our hobby is that there's so many different facets, so many things for people to be interested in so many different species of fish and kinds of fish for you know you to have your own um, preference and and have it be completely fine right like yep you that's know, the, that, one of the best things like the variety yeah yeah like that's your style like i'm not gonna poo poo on it like i may <laughs> i may tease you just jokingly in this you know yeah. on the, in this interview but come on, uh, come on to be fair that's probably one of the cleaner tanks inside that whole studio <laughs> so yeah <laughs> well it, it's it's definitely getting some attention um, yeah but yeah i mean that's it, it's still an awesome tank and those i i would have to assume that those fish are still um enjoying that setup yeah so my plan is to really take out a lot of those rainbows in place of 200 other fish I have my mind on right now <laughs> oh interesting oh that's yeah. right yeah you were talking about yeah. uh, potentially giving some of those to sam right yeah yeah exactly oh, I, I might have to fight sam for those 
I mean, if you want to. I'm, I mean, he's. <laughs> I think I'm older, and I'm, I'm I'm definitely older, and I think I'm bigger than Sam. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, Sam. Sam is a great guy. So uh, if he's if he's got first dibs, by all means, and um... no, you you have the higher pay grade. So let's just. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're all. We're, I'm just kidding. We're, we're all we're all equal in the in the uh, in the co-op family. Yeah, exactly. We all do the same amount of work, man. Those those warehouse workers, those retail workers, they work so hard you, it's it's insane they they do and i actually tried to yeah. uh you know i helped a couple customers and you know i've uh, I, i'm by no means like uh, super knowledgeable in our hobby like i've got right. my, i've got my passions and every day i learn more and more but um you know sam i think was he like a senior in high school or something like that or maybe he's a, a year out of high school but he's got a ton of knowledge and all of our other retail and our warehouse staff i mean they're able to jump in and, and switch interchangeably and answer customers questions about products or yeah. fish and um it's super super impressive and this is now kind of turning into a uh, hashtag free plug uh <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, well what, what do you expect there's two guys that work for the company yeah and, you know, we will we're uh, around it hey and what i always say this is a free show so yeah uh so i i, I digress um and, and now i i typically don't get into too much in terms of like youtube and channels and all that kind of fun stuff because i feel like people that do youtube have their own platform and it's very easy for people to um, you know, get a, a full serving of, you know, what a, a channel creator has to offer. But I feel like, you know, your your channel is something that is just absolutely um, remarkable. I think that, you know, what you're doing is so much different than, than what else is out there. And, you know, so many people have said that, you know, what you do is causing them to raise the bar on the, <laughs> the quality of video that they produce. But then also, like, you know, I, I want to go back and talk more about your channel and your growth there, but also your okay. Instagram. Like, I think what is so cool about your Instagram channel or your account channel, what the hell? Uh, what same, we, what same, same. Okay, same, 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 is that those are all your pictures. And so yes, they're all my pictures. And, and the reason I bring that up is that, you know, there's so many Instagram accounts out there that have tens of thousands of followers, but all they do is just share photos from other people. Exactly. Where, like they have like 50,000, 100,000. I'm like, how? Like, and well, they have, but like, like their tags are like a billion tags yeah, and stuff and so, like that. Yeah. And so like, I feel like I need to, to, to share the awareness that, you know, if you follow the Jimmy Gimbal Instagram channel, like if you're somebody that just likes, you know, hey, I'm into this hobby or this interest. I want all of the the visual, you know, for lack of a better word, porn. Like I want all the fish porn I can get <laughs> in my YouTube or my uh, Instagram feed. Like you need to follow Jimmy because he is taking these pictures. He's doing the editing. It's all him. Like knowing that it's coming from the same person that owns the the account to me makes it so much more special and meaningful than like, hey. I'm just going to follow this person that all they do is just share right. other people's stuff all day long. Like that, right. that, that doesn't have the same feeling. And sure. Is Randy, is, is, is Randy being a little, little cynical? Sure. No, no, no. I, I think I kind of am, but you know, like I would want people to follow those that are actually the ones creating the images and the videos and the content And and what you right. put out there is just, it's amazing. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've showed you the silly little photos that I've edited based off of your tips and, you know, even even the silly little things that I've done make my pictures that much better. And so as a thanks to you, like people need to follow your stuff because you're awesome. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an open book. So I answer a lot of the, um, a lot of my DMs of people asking me questions every single day. Like it's more and more lately as it grows. But but yeah, you, you're right. Um, a lot of people, they do like I see my pictures. I get tagged in photos. Uh, my fans tag me in photos like isn't this Jimmy Gimbel's and I look at the picture and this guy has like 50,000 subscribers or followers 
And she's like, why didn't you tag me in it, man? Like, it's so simple. You could just, you don't have to ask me, just tag me and do it. Yeah, I, but, I just had... And it's a lot of stolen photos and stuff like that. So it's rough. It's a rough, but then it's it's the game. Yeah. Know? I just had a, a recent example where somebody, a, a listener of this show, um, you know, on Facebook messaged me like, hey, isn't isn't this that custom logo uh, image that, that you had commissioned by Priscilla? And I looked at it and yeah, sure enough, it was. And yeah. um, I, I think the person gave her credit, but nonetheless, like that's kind of the same thing where yeah. you know Priscilla, so how did that make you feel um i was i mean i was okay with it like i guess i guess so at the end of the day as long as priscilla is getting credit for the amazing work that she did mm-hmm. and, and then people are then turning on to her and her channel and her work and are buying her stuff through etsy and all that i am perfectly happy but and i need to go back and, and make sure this is the case but if if it was just a stolen picture and somebody's just throwing it on their discus feed you know then that's not cool in my yeah. you know that's, yeah, that's, that's it's how not I feel. it's not cool it's not cool at all yeah yeah and, and priscilla is somebody that you know i finally met in person at aquatic experience she's super awesome her and her husband um, you know she does amazing amazing artwork and i want to have her on this show because she's got a super cool story and, and people need to know about her artwork if they already don't um, and i'm so and i feel honored to have a piece of her artwork yeah, um, in my... I mean, we share kind of the same story. She's a uh, foreigner as well, and she's into the arts uh, aspect of the whole hobby. And uh, and you know, I've known her for quite a while too. And she does, yeah, amazing work. And yeah, her little, <laughs> yeah, just kind of the same story. Her little draw with me sessions are super cool. Again, you know, I don't I don't talk much about YouTube, but you know, these like live stream draw with me sessions where she's just like drawing some amazing piece of artwork. Like you know, right. it, it. I don't I don't know if she ever completes the artwork, but she's doing various segments of it. And yes, like the artistic creativity, like everything that's coming from her pen or pencil or whatever medium she's using, it's just, it's awesome. It's like, yeah, man, so, that is so cool. Yeah, so that's why it hurts so much. Um, I, I guess that, for lack of a better term, hurts so much. When uh, you take all that time and you stand in front of a tank, take a picture and stuff like that, edit it, and then someone else just goes ahead and <laughs> steals it at, for like in seconds, you know? Yeah, yeah, and then so they, that's they, that's a rough part. They feed it to ten thousand people. You never get credit for it, and all of a sudden, you know their their popularity is just further cemented because exactly they found you know they're following you, and they're like, <laughs> and yeah, that good picture one, Jimmy. has like thousands and thousands of likes, <laughs> whereas your own picture, the original, has like two hundred, three hundred. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, and I, you know, I'm 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 somebody like you know I I, I like the uh, you know the the visual experience and being bombarded in in image in cool images of something that I'm interested in as much as the next person. But, you know, I would hate for, you know, somebody like you to be like, you know, what, this isn't worth my time. Like, I'm not going to do it if I can't get the credit for it. Then, because, right. um, you know, there, there's other things that come along with it once you build up a following. So I can, you know, I, I would understand if you got frustrated and we're just like, I'm done. But uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully through mediums like this, people find out about you and you get more and more yeah. followers. I, just, yeah, definitely would appreciate you know, it. I mean, you're not just taking stupid pictures. Like, you're taking amazing, amazing photos. And it's like, how does Jimmy do it, man? What the? But then you show, you show me. And uh, yeah, I, I just need to practice. So, <laughs> And that's what's like, what's cool about like videography, because it's hard to imitate. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. doing all the video work and editing, stuff like that. That's a little bit harder than taking a picture. Mm-hmm. And I and I told you, man, your your cinematography work is just absolutely awesome. Uh, you made you made even me look cool. So in in two recent videos, the reveal of 
of Randy working at co-op and then the the unboxing that we did. Now, granted, my two-year-old son is biased, but he's watched each of those like a hundred times, man. Yeah, he that's is, so cool. He is so obsessed. He, you know, he calls out me, he calls out him, he calls out Murphy and... I mean, he just can't get enough of those videos. And, you know, the little sound effect, the wah-wah that you put into the yeah, unboxing, yeah. like, that just absolutely drives him crazy. He loves it. <laughs> so so let's let, let, let's circle back. Um, all right, so you're, you're keeping shrimp, you're keeping fish, you're in Ohio in the snow belt. It's, you know, winter is here and the White Walkers are descending upon you. Um, how do you decide to get into YouTube and, and, you know, the whole photography thing? So while doing... Um shrimp and everything you have to look for plants stuff like that so i would watch dustin's fish tanks um you know and then i would get into co2 like okay i'll go watch joey uh so i've been watching them for probably a year year and a half um before i started getting into like fish fish and that's when Corey popped out of my radar and i was like this is just a just a old school guy he you know he builds stuff out of you know um, cinder blocks and wood and i was like man and he has like what 35 40,000 subscribers when I started following him. I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be that's, that's going to be the title of this episode. If Corey can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would listen to his podcast. I would sleep to the sound of his voice, but now the sound of his voice is like, you know, it's like, oh no. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I used to sleep to the sound of his voice, like just listen to everything he has to say and that's what really drove me to open that YouTube channel and just start from there. And, and, uh, I didn't know what exactly what I wanted to do. Cause I don't have any education to give cause I'm kind of new in the hobby. So, um, why not get a, I had a camera to start with cause I bought one. And I was, I was doing nails at the time. So I am, I was a manicurist. <laughs> so I had, I bought enough money to take a vacation, um, uh, to Alaska, but, um, I wanted a camera to, you know, you know, document my whole trip. So I bought a little point and shoot camera and that's why I started YouTube off with. And so there was no formal photography training. There was no, nothing before uh, that point. The only training I ever had in videography was a ninth grade class that kind of changed my life um, and how I look at movies. Uh, my teacher, Mr. Bowman, um, he really told us about the colors and how to shoot a video and my finals project for that class was a total d i think it was a d <laughs> uh so it was the, the finals for that class was a music video and oh, no. i and if you ever watched back then uh in 2001 2002 uh jackass was really popular yeah 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 so i made a jackass music video to this the song build me up buttercup <laughs> and it was just me and my nephew like pushing each other out of the cart and like into bushes and like ordering a whole meal and then dropping it on the floor stuff like that <laughs> it was like a half escape video too and it was a terrible video but that's when i first got my hands on like any kind of video editing software so okay and so i mean outside of this class though you, you nothing else you okay so you weren't doing anything else um were, no. were you making videos in that meantime or no it was just that, that um, class I, and that was it no, I, after that, I was in Texas, and I had a birthday, which I had a GoPro, and I just filmed my whole birthday on my GoPro, made a little video, which I just deleted a week ago. Oh, that was on, <laughs> on the, my, yeah. On the other channel, yeah, Why so that was deleting? my birthday. Why are you deleting Because it's things. embarrassing, man. So that's another thing to unpack, is yeah. that, so you, your first channel was not Swiskey. 
It was sashimi whiskey. Okay. Yeah. So what? Because because I went back there, and this is probably about a month ago. I went yeah. back, and I'm like, you know what? I want to just go back and see Jimmy. Like, I want to see the like the raw progression of you and the videos that you put out. Because obviously, you didn't just wake up one day making kick ass videos like you're doing now. And so I wanted to see that. But I found your channel, and there was only two videos, and one of them yeah. was that birthday party. And one of them was a fish tank video. And one, okay, and so what? What? And actually, that's what made me wonder: like, is this even Jimmy's channel? Because I don't even think yeah. you showed yourself in that Texas birthday. Uh, no, you can see me in it. I think. Yeah, you can see me. Yeah, you can see me. Maybe I just didn't yeah. watch. The I was at our rave. I was at. Oh, I was goodness. air. I was airsofting inside a national park, in which we got in trouble. Oh my goodness! It was. It was a lot. It was craziness. Yeah. So, I mean, how many videos do you think you put up under the uh, sashimi? Uh, probably four. Oh, okay. <laughs> So and, yeah, it was fun. Okay, so not so not a ton, and then yeah, and then why did you drop the um, sashimi whiskey? Well, one, I mean, well, how did that I name even? Sash- how did that name come I, up? Um, that name, it was two of my favorite things in 2006 when I first started the YouTube channel. Sushi and whiskey. <laughs> so, I love both. Awesome. I like um, it too. Not much of a drinker anymore, but mm-hmm. I also drink here and there to celebrate. But. Um, I took that channel. I still had the name Sashimi Whiskey, uh, but I made another channel because I didn't know how to really. I don't think I knew how to delete any videos or anything like that. Um, so I rolled with Sashimi Whiskey for until I got over here, really. Mm-hmm. I changed into Whiskey not too long ago. Okay. And so all of the videos, uh, is it fair to say that all of the videos under Whiskey are still there so we can see your, your progression? Or have you gone back and, and trimmed out some of the more you know embarrassing ones in your opinion you can definitely say i trimmed out a lot of that uh (laughs) i have my mods and you know candy and everybody they hate it they they really want to see some of the old stuff uh some of the old live streams that i used to do but um they're hidden they're not deleted they're hidden some of them are deleted and if you look at my channel now there's only i believe i've only uploaded about 80 videos can you believe that oh wow (laughs) yeah so nowhere near 100 yet Okay. And so do you ever think you'll unhide some of those? Um, I have been just for like friends to watch it because you know, you look back and then there was an interview with Flynn where he's just a little baby. And he's not like the seven foot tall baby. dude he is now. Yeah, exactly. So he was just a little kid back then and it, yeah, he was adorable. So I, 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 unli- I um, made that public and showed a few people is it but, is it still public because i want to this this episode isn't going to push uh, until uh monday so if you give me a few I, days i want to go back and watch it it might be public it oh, might be that's public. awesome i hope we can embarrass him yeah <laughs> so then in that live stream it's really good because all of a sudden uh bob comes in susan from slc aquatics Corey comes in charles fish tanks and they just you know they just raid the whole party and it was it was, it was crazy, and I was just, like, starstruck back then. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Corey. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's super cool. And so, like, I guess in your own words, like, how would you describe some of the some of the lessons and some of the progression that you've, um, that you've made in terms of making your videos? Oh, man, has it progressed? <laughs> uh, like, so, so, so what are some of the elements where you look back and you really, really shake your head and you're like, I'm never going to do that again? Oh, man, it was... It was really raw. I based my channel off a little bit of Joey's, uh, I guess, if I could be honest, like just um, a little bit more energy and just like, you know, walking around uh, my fish room and stuff like that um, with, yeah, just an enthusiasm for fish. And those are the really cringy videos I used to do. (laughs) 
I like I still to this day cannot get used to the camera. I hate being in front of the camera. That's why I'm always, you know, um, I love to be the cameraman and be behind the scenes of it all. But because I have my own YouTube channel, there's like you have to you have to put yourself on camera. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I first moved over here, I didn't want to do much fish so you can see me progress to that whole cinematic uh, like i did a lot of family videos i did a lot of hiking videos um so i did a lot of research in the cinematic world and after i got fed up with that that's when i started like moving all that stuff over to the fish world so um what can i do to make all of these videos a lot different from anybody else mm-hmm. be creative and just take a whole new step forward or i don't know if it's forward or another route or something like that but it's different, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really educational, but when it is educational, I usually bring someone on, like Dean, to educate. Yeah, it won't, it won't yeah, be you me. Can trust it, Dean. It, it won't be me to educate. That's for certain. If you've got Dean at your disposal, and we're talking like yeah. fish husbandry, <laughs> yeah, exactly, he's, he's right? gonna be a pretty good resource. So me and him have become a pretty good duo, I guess. Uh, people call us Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean, nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all those videos do pretty well. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just taking that whole cinematography world, um, and bringing it over to the fish world. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's crazy how you can even weave in like pop culture references and, um, you know, little snippets from a sitcom here or there. And it just, it just works. Like it doesn't, (laughs) at least to me, like it doesn't come across as cheesy. And again, I can be fairly cynical and it it just, I, I don't know how you do it, but, um, it is, you know, it is, it is something special and, you know, you're not just doing your videos aren't just, um, you know, standard, like, Hey, here's my fish room update or, you know, anything like that. Nothing against those videos. Like yours, Yours are, are an experience in and of themselves. Like it's, it's exactly. It's that's awesome. why I like. Um, I get a lot of flack for it, but that's why I like releasing at midnight. And a lot of people don't know that uh, because at you know at in the nighttime you're more susceptible to emotions and stuff like that. You're you know you're relaxed in your relaxed state. And um, a lot of my videos, I would like you to put headphones on because I do a lot of sound design. Um. And there, the music, of course, is a big part of my channel, mm-hmm. as you as you notice. So um, I want you to be in that relaxed state when you watch my videos. I want you to st- stro- totally be strapped in, um, headphones on, and everything, and just listen to everything. You can even close your eyes and see what and see uh, hear what's going on in that video. Wow. Wow, that's, yeah. I mean, that is definitely a different take on watching your videos. Well, one, yeah. <laughs> do you, I mean, how many people are actually up at midnight that would watch your videos? Um, like, so I'm a lot of my videos. audience is Australian. Ah. So um, when I release it, it just, it does pretty good. I mean, probably not as well as I, as if I release it at 5 a.m. in the morning, like Corey always tells me to. Mm-hmm. When I do, it, it really takes off when I do it at 5 a.m. But I'm more of a, eh, I just do what I do. Yeah, no, definitely. So I, I'm, I'm, for, I don't, yeah. I'm for sure going to go back and at least I think most of the time I do have headphones on. Uh, maybe actually not for these these recent videos you've done. I'll, I'll go back, I'll put headphones on and, um, <laughs> you know, and I guess your subsequent releases, I'll go ahead and I'll follow your, your advice. Like it's almost, it's almost like a culinary experience where the chef is telling you like, this is how I want you to. Exactly, exactly. Like this is how I want you to consume, you know, this, this piece of this particular dish that I made, right? Like it's more than just like my delicious Chick-fil-A and waffle fries, which I love my Chick-fil-A and waffle fries. <laughs> but if I went to like a five-star Michelin rated restaurant, like it's going to be, you know an experience that's just beyond stuff and food in my mouth and i think you know like you're 
like you're telling us, it's it's not just the visual component, it's auditory, and you weave those together in such a way that it does tug on the emotions a bit. Yeah. So yeah, pay attention to all that little stuff, and it, it it's it's so much fun for me to do the sound design um, since I since I've stepped it up, and it's important to me. I think uh, having earphones on and earbuds is it's a big deal. How much? Uh, how many? I guess, soundtracks would you go through on average for a given video? Like how many different, you know, tracks will you sample before you, you arrive upon the one that's going to be it? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, well, like, cause you usually have like a, like a, like a background, a, a background song, right? To your videos. Yeah. So how many, so in my, how long do you spend and like how many, how many music or yeah. Like how many, how many songs do you go through before you arrive at the one? Um, man, I usually know what, if it's a travel vlog, um, it's usually the song I probably listen to the most on my travels and I just oh. use that. Um, but if it's like a fish room tour, I pretty much every time I step into a new room or a new tank, there's, a, there's a different track. Mm-hmm. So, um, like my last video, um, that last, like, let's say I went to my group tank and I'm whispering at the end, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can hear, you can hear the piano playing, but, um, it was just pretty much a drown out the Christmas music that Katie had on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in the beginning, like you can hear that whole, that whole video, it, it starts off with a little bit hip hop music. So it's, it's kind of more energy and upbeat. And then it starts with, uh, it's next is post rock. And then it goes to a more slower piano. And so where did, where did this come about, right? Like this wanting to sound engineer and add that component into your, into your videos. Is it, is it a throwback to Mr. Barker? Barker? Um, man, I, it's just being in that cinematography world. Um, they use so much sound design and okay. to keep you immersed, and that's like the true feeling. It's like um, keeping someone immersed in in that state. And I think you gotta have all levels, like the whole 3D aspect of it, mm-hmm. to get someone that far into your video. Okay. And so maybe let me ask another question. So let's say you put out a um, so like my, my reveal video, right. For aquarium co-op, that's about right. a minute and a half of, of actual video. Um, what was like, what's the amount of editing time, right? Like, so for every minute of video, what does that translate to in terms of the amount of like editing post-production work that you're doing? Well, this will surprise a lot of people, but a lot of people do know, uh, I don't take much time at all. Like, we you know, we shot a lot of that in the morning mm-hmm. and I was done with that video around six or seven o'clock. Um, I think I worked on that video for like about four hours. Okay. Um, like every video it's, I've never take more than probably five, six hours, uh, unless it's like a 30 minute video and then that'll probably take two days. Mm-hmm. Um, that Gary Lang tour that we did for aquarium co-op that took me about three days oh, wow. because there's so much information, so much B-roll to, to look over, um, choosing the right parts for the B-roll. Um, sectioning that whole thing out and just adding all the graphics that came along with that video. Mm-hmm. That, that that still feels like a time commitment though, right? Like even, I guess even if in comparison, that's that's a pretty good turn. Like for a one minute and 30 second video to put in, you know, four or five hours, that still seems like a pretty hefty investment. Yeah, I, it, I, I guess you could say but, so, yeah. But, but I, I, what I'm getting at though is that 
you know, it is it is something that is free for people to consume. And if you're somebody that is in this hobby, which again, I've, I've said this before, like if you're clearly listening to me drawn on about, or, you know, just go on about fish and whatnot with various guests, like you are somebody that is a passionate aquarist and you haven't checked out Jimmy and the work that he's doing, like it is, it is so much, it is so different from all of the other stuff that's out there that it is truly an experience. And, and to hear that you're going to put in four or five hours worth of work for a one minute and 30 second video that I loved, but then somebody else may go and poo poo it and throw a thumbs down. And you know, you've got no, you have, you have no idea why. <laughs> so, so that's, that's the other thing. Like, uh, there's the video, there's the videos that I take like forever on and they do so terrible. Like all my vlogs, all my travel vlogs, they do really terrible. But then I go and make a mud skipper video that took me about an hour and a half to do. And now it's at what well, it was, 12,000 views in 48 hours, something like that. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, but (laughs) I find a balance, you know, I have fun doing those travel videos where I don't have fun doing like fish room update. Um, so I do find a balance. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Maybe maybe the travel vlog though. Those, those kinds of videos will will be the bridge into into other endeavors for you though. I mean, maybe it 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 has been though. So it really it makes me shoot other things besides fish so i know how to you know set it up um my shots a little bit better and now i do car videos like what's that about oh man <laughs> so can can you dive into that a little bit like what's that experience been like uh doing shooting car videos yeah. and hanging out of cars yeah. and, <laughs> and stuff like that that's it's been a blast i think it's a whole it's it's a new beast can it, i uh, is there is there anything to link to some of those like commercials or videos that you've done for cars uh, so i've only seen the stills of that I don't think I've actually seen a full on like video production that you've done. It's it's on my channel. Like oh. I I released it. I know it's uh, people say, isn't this a fish channel? Like no, it, you don't see the word aquatics or you don't see anything like that on my on my name. So I'm I'm, it's... I'm bad at YouTube. <laughs> like between between like career, family, fish room, uh, building the damn fish room. It's it's, yeah. it's like oh you didn't see that. It's like oh yeah. Usually if you're a YouTuber or you're a part of that YouTube world you don't watch other videos like i i try to i try to anyways but just because uh we keep up with the competition or we keep up with other people and see what they're doing stuff like that i i feel like none of my guests actually listen to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> which, which i mean I, uh, it, it is what it is hey, if somebody's willing to come on and, and talk to me for an hour and share their knowledge like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be mad at them for, right. for not listening to the podcast because if anything they're probably so immersed in fish and they've been doing it for decades and decades maybe it's just not as um it, it's just not their cup of tea anymore but hey is what it is yeah. So what your your move out to Washington? Like when it, did we just hit the one year mark, or are we are we already past um, that? The one year mark was July the third. Oh, okay. So yep. So going up on a on a year and a half, and I mean, yeah, can you kind of can you kind of high level walk through like what that was like? So Jimmy's in the snow belt, and um, you know, you're doing your thing with uh, with your channel, and yeah. So I did the fish room tour of LR Bretts, and that just took over. <laughs> so uh, once I did that, it got a Corey's attention and it's so funny um he right after he saw that he went to go shoot that niece's video um building an accordion for my niece uh-huh. i don't know if you remember that yeah 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 no i've seen that one and so there's a shot where he opens the trunk and he's talking to the camera i have that same shot inside the lucas brett's video oh. <laughs> so he yeah he was and that was the video he was about to throw away so this is how i worked, I worked for Corey. Um, he approached me and he asked me to do some video editing for him, but he had this video that he wanted to throw away and 
and he thought it was crap and whatnot. Can you hear the dogs? I do. I hear him. I hear him. Give him a treat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was about to throw away that video, and I was like, let me work on it. Um, it'll be the first video I've ever done for anybody, you know? And I worked on it, We and he liked it. And right now, I think it's sitting at 500,000 views or something like that. Yeah, that was a that was a really good video, and I think you know that was definitely before. I think I watched that video um, as one of my first, like actually getting back into fish. You know, checking out things on on YouTube and what what was out there, um, and and definitely watching that video and watching you know Corey's little niece just go crazy. Uh, it was an adorable video. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's like YouTube famous now. Um, <laughs> but after that video. Um, I think, yeah, he just took me in. I was supposed to be working for, I really wanted to work for Flip Aquatics, but uh, I also wanted to work for anybody who would take me in, you know, because <laughs> I was just, you know, just a brand new YouTuber. Yeah. And I would love, like, that was my thing. I wanted to collaborate as many people as possible to build my name. So I, I guess just went straight from Ella Brett to Corey from Aquarium Co op. So he's like, but Corey wasn't big back then. So, right, right. And so he's like, hey, come move out to Washington and just work for me full time. Yeah, not after, well, before that, he had come down to, he came up to Ohio just to, he's like, can you, I'm going to come up to Ohio, I want you to plan out the weekend for me, and I want to see what you can do. So, I planned out the Oddball Aquatics Tour, um, a meet with Flip Aquatics, stuff like that, and I guess he trusted me with his itinerary, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. and um, I started adding more and more videos to him, and then he's like, you know what? I just need you out here. Like, what do, what will it take? I was like, it's not going to take much. <laughs> so, uh, packed my bags. Took me seven days to drive out there because I took a detour. And that video is also out on my channel, like the big move to Washington. Um, I documented the whole thing. And it's pretty terrible, but it's up there. And, yeah, I've been here ever since. Wow. And so, I mean, what what would Jimmy from, you know, a decade ago... What do, you, what do you think Jimmy would say to Jimmy right now, like as far as this journey that you've gone on? Oh, man. Like uh, I, I just recently had this conversation with my girlfriend too. Uh, like I would have been so you embarrassed. You can't tell the ladies that you're taking. What's going on, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally <laughs> single. <laughs> um, Sorry. I was going to say uh, I would have been embarrassed by the person who I was before. And I would never tell anybody like what I did for money, blah, blah, blah. Um, at one point, I was even homeless for like two weeks. Um, I was a uh, DJ at a strip club. Whoa! <laughs> um, yeah, I did nails. Uh, I was in the hydroponic industry. And I was never really proud of to say what my, you know, my title was until, you know, now. Wow. Um, I'm a photographer, full-time videographer. Um, just dive into everything and this is barely my second year with it and I, I think I've really grown a lot um, I didn't know how to use a DSLR when I first got here Wow <laughs> to be honest yeah I didn't know how to use the camera at all so wow, I just had to learn everything crazy. yeah Jeez, man like I and I think and, and for me like wanting to bring this story like this this raw side of, of Jimmy you know because we, we we see the product that you're producing now and it's just so polished and you have to assume that there's just been so many years of experience and training in this but what it boils down to is just a ton of passion like it, a, it really is like a ton just, of passion a ton of determination and just loving what you're doing yeah and, and um, just watching Corey's work ethic and just following along with him uh, when I first worked here it was 90 hours a week so, you know, just follow him, just 
every time he's working, I gotta work. It's just the work ethic, the work ethic, work ethic, work ethic. So um, there's not a lot of people out there with the same work ethic, and it it really is contagious, and that's what's gotten me so far. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I can I can echo that sentiment. You know, I've I've worked at some some pretty interesting places, some pretty big companies, some pretty cool stuff, and you know, one of those being Amazon.com and you know, they're, they're not exactly known for their work-life balance that they give that their, their, you know, employees, especially corporate employees. And, um, it, the, the thing that's different about this new gig is that it's just, I'm probably working more than I've ever worked in my life, in my professional career, but <laughs> it doesn't feel like work. Like it's being able to immerse myself in the hobby and, you know, look at it from a different lens and really try to build on the vision that Corey has and, and, you know, to continue to do the things like this podcast and just make the hobby, you know, bigger and better um, and more accessible, like we said in the video, is, is I don't know, it just makes everything not seem like work. It, it, yeah, yeah, definitely. So. It's, and you get to work with fish all the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing a lot of working from home, but like the one day a week, if I go up to the studio and it's like, oh, there's the 800 gallon, I will probably never get tired of seeing that in person. Yeah. Like I can't, oh, man. If, if the day I get tired of seeing the 800 gallon in person, I, I don't even know if I, I, I probably won't even enjoy my own fish room. Like that'll just be a really, really sad day in, in Randy's life. If he's not, you know, just absolutely overwhelmed seeing an 800 gallon tank. <laughs> that tank's just got overshadowed by my mudskipper tank. I'm just saying. The, the dude, <laughs> those mudskippers, man, they're pretty cool. So cute. My goodness. And so yours is in, let's, let's just make this a little bit of a, we'll, we'll digress and talk about mudskippers for a second. So yours are in hundred percent fresh water right now. hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. And normally they're in more of a brackish condition. They're in brackish. Um, I'm thinking of doing brackish. I'm, I want to redesign. Um, I've been talking to Serpa design Tanner, uh-huh. another person with some crazy work ethic. And uh, he's going to give me some plans for to make a riparium. So either I might get a new tank and just do a, a really cool muskipper tank. Or, yeah, because I might, I really want to do some brackish because if that's what they need to be in, they need to be in that. But uh, the person I got it from, like I said in my video, has it in fresh water for like a year. Wow. So, yeah. Is, is he is he breeding them or is he getting them from? The... He's, not, he's not breeding them. He's just getting them from the pet store. Oh, okay. Okay. And they're not, I mean... You would think within a year's time, if if something was wrong, that they would probably yeah, exactly. die. That's or... that's what I'm saying. So huh. interesting. And so going to brackish, I mean, just real quick, like I assume you're going to then premix the water, right? Like you're you're getting it to a certain yeah. salinity and yep. Okay, um, I'm just going to eyeball it, get some instant ocean, and just premix the water. Um, not too much, not too little. At least some salt in there. Um, the shrimp will probably die out though, for sure, and mm-hmm. the snails. So what do you, what do you think that mix is going to be? Is it like a quarter of whatever instant ocean normally recommends is for like a saltwater salt that's, is what you'll that's do? That's what or? I do. Yeah. That's what I do. Oh, you'll actually, um, you'll actually go a quarter. Yeah. I'll probably do a quarter or less, but that's if I do that route. Cause he looks pretty happy to me right now. And, and if he's happy like that, then I'm going to leave it like that. I mean, just watching those little guys derp around. It's like, yeah. man, I, I, that's a perfect word for it. Like derp around. It is. It is really, really cool. Yeah. So what do you, um, from the fish keeping perspective, like what is something on, um, you know, your attain, like, I don't want to call it a bucket list, but what's like one of the next things outside of this mud skipper that you want to keep or a tank that you want to make or aquascape or whatever it may be? Um, so like I said before, I've been really getting into aquascaping lately. Um, I have, I just bought a UNS 30 C, which is a, uh, 12 by 12 by 12. 
um, bought some ADA sand, you know, just really spending money on this one. Um, just recently, am kind of, I guess you could say, team up with a uh, local company for a light. Um, you guys will see that in an upcoming video. And I'm really, really excited to uh, work with this guy. And if the, if it's if it's a partnership at all, but um, he's letting me use this light. Um, and, you know, I, I offered to pay for it 100% on my pocket. So um, it's going to be a true review. But it's not going to be reviewed for a while because, I mean, I'm barely setting this up. I want to see how it how it goes. So. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, very cool. Do you have any, like, particular aquascaping style you want for this tank? Uh, this tank, it's going to be probably another pathway, but um, it's like a underwater forest uh, with tree trunks, spiderwood, some La Plata sand from ADA, um, a little bit of stratum. Uh, but not completely sure. I'm still talking to the lady friend about it. She's helping me design this whole thing, and oh, she—I cool. think she's got some skills herself. Oh, very cool. Yeah, one of the one of the the aquascaping tanks that I want to make. Um, definitely on like the ten gallon size, or you know, somewhere somewhere in that ballpark. So not a not a big setup, but I really want to do just like a classic. Um, Iwagumi? Iwagumi? Iwagumi. I want to do like a classic Iwagumi carpeted, like angle-centered mountain. mountain. Yeah, and I just, I, I, with like the open sky feel, like to me that reminds me of like Lord of the Rings, um, you know, on the plains. Yeah, some New Zealand stuff. Yeah, yeah, like New Zealand stuff, like on the plains of Rohan or or just, you know, the Hobbit. Like it it just has such a cool. How big, how big of a tank do you want? Uh, so I'm thinking about converting the uh, the Denelay the Denelay tank that I have from the the um, Wallstad method that I have right now, which mm-hmm. um, you know if you guys ever come over and do the fish room tour, I don't know it's kind of it's so unkept and the plants are just you know out of control. Um, the the sparkling grammys that are in it, I think they love it. There's a ton of places from the hide and uh, you know they they've bred a couple times now, um, but I don't know. Like I just I just think I want to take it back and have just a, a much cleaner tank, especially mm-hmm. since it's in the kitchen. Um, because right now when you look at it, it's like oh what's that what's that glass box of green? Like <laughs> it. Wait, so. how big is that generally tank? Is that the shrimp tank? Yeah, yeah, the shrimp tank. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a rock for it. I, if you I, want to do it, you would Gooby. I did put two pieces of cereal stone in there, but one is nice. The other one's kind of poo-poo. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I would, yeah, this thing would totally need to be redesigned. Yeah. And what, yeah. I, what I'm really wanting is for one of these newer CO2 systems to come out where um, you actually don't use a tank and you just use the chemical reaction. Um, there's a couple coming out for some from some different companies that I, I think will fit. Because I, I don't, I don't want to mess with having a plum, like a whole CO2 system in right, my kitchen right. or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's something that obviously I'm not, I'm not going to pull the trigger on right now, but it's definitely something that I want to do or, or maybe turn it into a true shrimp tank and just have some cool little shrimp in there. But then I'm afraid that like my mother-in-law or my wife will start spraying some like counter cleaner next to it. Right, and all right. of a sudden my shrimp, my shrimp just die off. <laughs> that is dangerous having it in the kitchen for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's cool to have it there. Like we've got the counter space, but yes, the absolute. Uh, well, one, I feel bad because we don't have the soft closed drawers, so sometimes like mm-hmm. people are banging the shelves closed, and I'm like, oh, oh man, yeah, these... just don't fill it up all the way. <laughs> yeah, well, that, and then the lights are constantly going on and off. Like when the tank lights are off at nighttime, and you go in there to get your nighttime snack, and then all of a sudden you're you're hitting it with this, you know, bridal kitchen light overhead. So I mean, it's not it's like not the most ideal place for a for a tank, but nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jimmy. So, uh, how can people find out more about you? I know we've talked about a couple things, but uh, tell tell the audience where they can find you at. All right. So uh, the first 
place I'll direct you to is Jimmy Gimble. Uh, that's J-I-M-M-Y-G-I-M-B-A-L. Um, it was a playoff Jimmy Kimball's name, but also I use a gimbal a lot, or I used to. Uh, that's my Instagram. Uh, my Swiski, it's it's insanely hard to find on YouTube. But if you type in youtube.com slash Jimmy Whiskey, you can find it. Um, it'll take you to my Swiski page, which is S W H I S K E Y. Um, Corey can't even spell it right now, so I don't blame you for you know not finding it. Um, but if you really wanted to look for it, I, I would guess just type in Swiski Aquarium, and you can find it. And another spot you can find me at is SwiskyShots.com, where I sell my prints. Um, I do sell fish prints. Uh, let's see. And the last place would be my Facebook group is Whiskey and Co. Oh, I completely okay. So I completely forgot about those last two. Yeah, your Facebook group, which is awesome because so many people share. Like, if 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 ever there was a place where it's where people are giving you a, a, a fragment of the credit that you're due for influencing people in this hobby, I think yeah. it's in that Facebook group because so many people yeah, are like Jimmy. I, like, look at this awesome picture that I did. I know, it's because right? of you, and it's like, man, that's a really sweet picture. Like, good yeah, job. and I just I I'm so proud of that group. Like, you don't even know. Uh, 600 strong right now, I think it is, but I'm really proud of that group and everyone that's in and that helps out and thank you to all my mods. I'm just a lurker. I don't, I don't contribute to anything. <laughs> I, I think I'll do like a thumbs up or a, a gal recently posted up a cool Oscar picture and I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, right. I saw that. I way saw to, that. Way to do an Oscar for your first edited picture. That looks awesome. Yeah. Like in, yeah. in all seriousness, because I love Oscars. All right. And so the Prince one, yeah, let's, uh, we definitely need to make sure. So I'll have all four of those links to those in the show notes. So, you know, even if we have a, a struggle with uh, Swiski, looking for Swiski on YouTube, I'll have a direct link to it in the show notes. Yep. And the Prince one. Yeah, your prints, you had those at AE, you have them online. I have your uh, Murphy Magnet, which uh -huh. my son absolutely loves. He loves to point, <laughs> he, he runs up to it and he says, Murphy, Murphy. Yeah. He carries it around. I mean, it is just, uh, you you are so good at capturing the character of that fish. Um, it is so awesome. And you've got so many other, you know, super cool pictures that, you know, people all over Instagram love to share. And, and I mean, they're framing your artwork. It's super awesome. So uh, we'll make sure all four of those are included in the show notes. Yeah, thank you, Randy. Thank you. So Jimmy, man, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your out of your day off to to sit and talk to me about you know your journey and, and just you know kind of laying it all out there. I really really appreciate it, and I really hope people that already know you um, have an even fonder appreci appreciation for the journey that your life has taken you so far, um, and you know just really look to the work that you do as inspiration. And you know whether that makes them be a better fish keeper or a more engaged fish keeper, or they want to start their own video photo journey. Um, you know I wouldn't be surprised if any of those things were true after somebody engages and, and looks at the work that you do so thank you very much again jimmy for coming on thank you randy thank you everybody for listening thank you again for listening to the aquarius podcast as always get involved in your local fish club help grow this wonderful hobby and have fun with other fish nerds